Welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely wonderful day today. Hope you guys are having a blessed day. And I've got some updates on what's going on now in the supplement industry. I wanted to give you guys a heads up here first. You guys know I've talked to you for weeks now about the onslaught that we've seen with Amazon pulling products off their website, also other companies having issues getting raw materials, and on top of that, the FDA coming in and repeatedly trying to push certain products out of the industry. Now, it has been official now that Amazon has now confirmed last week that it is in the process of removing all dietary supplements that contain N-acetylcysteine off their website. Now, this is not something they're being required to do at all. Amazon is the Rothschild globalist banker global retail monopoly. I've told you guys that for years. This is why I don't support them. I do not shop with them. I do not give them anything. They have now said that the FDA is asserting because the drug, N-acetylcysteine drug, was actually researched in 1963 that it could be also used as a supplement, but because it was researched as a drug first, they're trying to regulate it now. Now, of course, Amazon doing this is no surprise. They're very, very much one of the worst companies you can deal with as far as making sure that they completely and totally monopolize and control the market while at the same time doing whatever they're told to do by their globalist handlers. And the spokesperson said, we're in the process of removing the NAC containing dietary supplement products from our online store. Natural Products Association, the MPA, said they're advising people to continue selling N-acetylcysteine because it is such an effective product. And the FDA has not taken any final agency action on it yet. They said, like we've told our members, sell it because it's not an unlawful ingredient. This is by no way a closed chapter with the FDA on the NAC topic. And what's interesting about this is this is not something that's coincidental right now. They even go on to question, they said, what's the public health risk to NAC? There has been zero. There's not one. NAC has been used safely. It's a metabolite of amino acid, an essential amino acid. It's found in onions and garlic. I mean, if that's the case, this is going to be obvious to people that all the FDA is doing is protecting the interest of the pharmaceutical industry. And what's interesting about this is N-acetylcysteine has a long history of use as a first aid remedy for incetafetamine poisoning, Tylenol. You guys know Tylenol is unbelievably toxic on the gut, unbelievably harsh on the liver. Toxicity and overdose of Tylenol is treated with N-acetylcysteine in emergency rooms. It neutralizes the toxic effects of the drug by recharging glutathione. This is just what's been used in the hospital industry for decades. They said N-acetylcysteine as well. According to Dr. Roger Schultz in the MedCram lecture, he said it can also be crucial and helpful for individuals that have COVID. He said by raising glutathione, it helps combat oxidative stress, which is the main factor in the cytokine storm associated with COVID-19. And it may also combat the abnormal blood clotting and help loosen thick mucus in the lugs. That was from Dr. Roger Schultz. 
Interestingly, with COVID-19 treatment and the U.S. FDA administration now suddenly cracking down on N-acetylcysteine, claiming it's excluded from the definition of a dietary supplement because it was approved as a drug in 1985, obviously it's a very clear indication that the FDA is up to something again. They have had over 30 Five years to address this topic as N-acetylcysteine has been on the supplement market and on the drug market since 1985. And now in 2021, all of the sudden, out of nowhere, when doctors are researching the effects on glutathione recharging in the body and how it helps out with oxidative stress and help, it helps with the immune system, now all of a sudden they're going after it? No. There's seven studies currently right now involving N-acetylcysteine for COVID-19 as listed on the clinicaltrials.gov. Time will tell where the FDA ends up trying to block access to the supplement, similarly to the way they did with hydroxychloroquine. Previous studies have even found it reduces viral replication of certain viruses, including the influenza virus done by Joseph Deby. They went on to say N-acetylcysteine was tested in a six-month human study of influenza. It was randomized double-blind, placebo-controlled trial involving 262 people. Half the subjects received 600 milligrams of NAC. The other half received the placebo twice daily for six months. NAC was found to improve immune function and reduce the severity of influenza infections. Both groups had similar infection rates with the influenza virus. However, the placebo-treated group had symptomatic infections of 79%, meaning they actually showed symptoms. Only 25% of the subjects treated with NAC were symptomatic. So that's a huge difference right there. So I wanted to bring that news up to you guys over there. A lot of people have been asking and emailing me, asking about our N-acetylcysteine product that we've carried for years. Incredibly effective product. We always keep it in stock. That's just a staple. We even use it in our seven-day colonic cleanse as well. It's a very important product. You can read more about it on the website if you're interested. But I just want to let everybody know and give them a heads up. There's a high probability that the FDA is going to try to come in and schedule this product in the future. Now, it's going to take some work to do this because they're going to actually have to prove this product has to be scheduled and it has some type of danger being on the market of not having it controlled. It'll probably go to like a scheduled four, like an antibiotic, if they go along with this. The only reason they would do this is because they want to control the natural market, prevent people from having access to natural supplements that help with this, and turn it into a new advertised drug for COVID that they can sit around and charge $20, $30, $40, $50, $60 a pill, which they've done repeatedly in numerous cases. We've researched that and covered that for years. They'll go in and take something and say, oh, yeah, by the way now, we have a pharmaceutical fish oil that helps out with the heart. And, uh, yeah, by the way, it's $80 a bottle for 30 capsules. They've done it. They already did this. People go, okay, what's special about it? Well, it's FDA-approved fish oil. You go, okay, so what's special about it? Well, it's, it's approved. Well, like the FDA approval means anything anymore. As we have clearly seen, the FDA is right in the pocket of the pharmaceutical industry. We couldn't be any more clear than that. And one of the leading doctors now, Dr. Peter McCullough, and we talked about him in the past. I'm going to bring him up again here because he's one of the most prominent medical doctors with expertise in treating COVID. And he now just did a full article in rebuke the U.S. government's approach to fighting the virus and also the CDC and FDA. 
He holds the honor of being the most cited medical doctor on COVID-19 treatments at the National Library of Medicine with more than 600 citations. He's testified before Congress, won numerous awards during his distinguished medical career. He came up and brought the topic up. Between December 14th and April 23rd, there were 3,544 deaths reported to the CDC Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, the VAERS, along with 12,619 serious injuries. He goes, one might expect these numbers would trigger an exhaustive investigation from the FDA. The opposite has occurred. A typical new drug at about five deaths gets a black box warning. Your listeners hear it on television, says it may cause death. If that product reaches up to 50 deaths, it's completely pulled and banned on the market. The U.S. has a precedent for this. In 1976, the swine flu pandemic, the U.S. attempted to vaccinate 55 million Americans. But at the point that shot started to cause 500 cases of paralysis and 25 deaths, the program's immediately killed. Compare that type of response to the government's reaction to much higher reported death numbers related to the Moderna and Pfizer shots, and the contrast is alarming. In the USA Today, as of late March is what he was referring to, as of late March in the United States, we had approximately 77 million people shot with the COVID injection, with 2,602 deaths reported. So it's unprecedented how many deaths have occurred. He said, then something strange happened. On March 8th, the CDC announced that they had reviewed 1,600 deaths with unnamed FDA doctors, and they indicated, due to their research, not a single death that was reported was related to the vaccine. He goes, this is unbelievably concerning in the academic community. McCullough said he knows from firsthand experience that doing a thorough investigation into 1,600 vaccine-related deaths would have taken months to complete. He goes, I have chaired and participated in dozens of data safety monitoring boards and sat on those committees, and I can tell you this type of work would have taken at minimal months to review all the labs, documents, death certificates, and all the circumstances to each event. It is impossible for an unnamed regulatory doctor without any experience with COVID-19 to opine that none of the deaths were related to the vaccine. It is a lie. As a matter of comparison, there are two, 20 to 30 deaths reported every year to VAERS related to the flu shot. 20 to 30 deaths a year, according to the flu shot. That's with 195 million receiving flu shots. Compare that to the COVID shot, which resulted in 2,602 reported deaths with 77 million shots in just a three-month period. That is a stunningly high ratio death to vaccinations, the highest of any vaccine in recorded U.S. history, yet no major media outlet or independent agency nor FDA investigation has occurred whatsoever. So again, this is why I bring up the FDA is in the pocket of Big Pharma. Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, all these companies, they own the FDA. The FDA approves whatever they tell them to approve depending on how much money they throw their way. So when you see the FDA now coming after inacetylcysteine when it has been proven safe for decades upon decades and it's unbelievably good for the immune system and glutathione production, it should raise a giant red flag on what the FDA has up it's sleeve light now. So I encourage everybody, be vigilant, stay prepared, continue to get this truth out here and get the news, the real true news about what's going on because it is our responsibility as American patriots to continue to get the truth instead of the lies 
out to the general populace so they have the ability to make an informed consent decision, Dad. What do you think? A really good summary, Austin. Uh, the reason this is happening is not just our show, but other shows also. Well, of course, I really haven't heard any other shows talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it again. Uh, SARS COVID 2 spike protein impairs endothelial function via downregulation of ACE2. This is a research study that was done on March the 31st, 2021, and uh, it's really, really a good study. And it talks about how this basically COVID shedding and this COVID vaccine and this COVID everything it applies basically cause all kinds of problems with the spike proteins. And then it says that furthermore, complementary increased and decreased phosphorylation or NOS, nitric oxide, caused a major drop in nitric oxide, which means that you lost, and we talked about this on Friday last week, that you lost the ability of the arteries to contract and expand like they're supposed to, in addition to it massively increased the risks of strokes. And it said that the changes of these different expressions and this activity in the endothelium were recapitulated by in vitro experiments using pulmonary arterial ECs infected with the spike protein, which was rescued. Listen, listen, I'm reading the article. I'm not making any claims here, which was rescued with treatment by N-acetyl-L-cysteine, a reactive oxygen species inhibitor. I'm going to post this again on the Health Masters website. Now, I'm not saying this. They are. All right. That's what I'm saying. And so it also it also impacted the S pro the spike protein on the mitochondrial function, which caused the mitochondria to break down and to die. And I'm gonna I want you to read this entire article again. And the only thing it lists in here is N-acetylcysteine, as far as that was used to stop it. Now I broke this story with you guys on Friday, and of course now all of a sudden, you know, less than a week later, which doesn't surprise me, the FDA is all antsy about N-acetylcysteine. Why? Well, because it seems to work according to this research article. I'm making no claims at all, zero claims as far as the treatment of anything with N-acetylcysteine. All I'm saying is this. Doesn't it seem odd that Ted and Austin Brewer show break this information with our huge listeners and our huge listener base almost a week ago now, and all of a sudden the FDA is clamping down and Amazon is clamping down and everybody's clamping down? Yeah. It's kind of like Austin said, isn't it? They really don't want something out there that in a study like this seems to indicate, I'm saying seems to indicate, that maybe something that can help stop some of this horrible, horrible damage done by spike proteins. I take an acetylcysteine every day. I would recommend that people start taking one twice a day, build it up to two twice a day, relatively inexpensive product. But I will say this. I don't know how long we can keep it in inventory because they're yoking it everywhere. A lot of places online are already out of stock. So just, you know, use your own head here, figure out what you want to do. And I personally keep my immune system strong, not making any claims whatsoever concerning COVID. I take D3, potassium iodide, zinc, vitamin C, and acetylcysteine every day. And I feel great. So there you go. So that's what you can make a decision on based upon what I'm telling you right now. Or you can do your own research, which I highly recommend you do. And I'm going to repost this article that was posted uh, last week, you can see it back on the website last week. I should have, they should have been posted last Friday a week ago, and you can read it there if you don't want to wait for us to get it reposted. Very important. Austin's absolutely right. You know, Amazon's joking it. They're taking it off the markets. Take every, any product on Amazon. Now, this, this is why we've talked so negatively about Amazon. I personally loathe Amazon. I do. I loathe them. 
you know, when they wrote, when they came out with their little meme the other day, it said Amazon one, one O N E, which means W O N subconsciously. They're telling you that these Kabbalists, these Luciferians that run the world basically have finally accomplished their goal. Now, there's a really interesting article here today. It's called The Deep State Has Complete Dominion Over America and Upcoming Collapse is Planned. Now, when I read through this, I'm, I've, I've, I've posted this on the website. It'll be up tonight. And, and what's interesting about this is it's kind of like it starts talking about all of the different companies that basically interlock and do exactly what I told you that they do a few weeks ago about how the big banks run the world. And, uh, and here's what it says. The, the most important financial institutions in the United States and the United Kingdom run the world. That is a huge amount of concentrated control in a small number of hands. The top ten transnational companies, which are owned by the big banks, control over the, control the global economy. And if you're one of the many that are convinced the big banks run the world, you should get an amusing sense of justification for your for your for your for your rule for your for your view. Among these different places that basically are owned by the big banks. They include big oil, big pharma, high tech, all communication, all of it, okay? media and telecoms. And I will honestly say 95% of alt media. I will say that. I've come on the record before and I've said that. 95% of alt media that goes along with the mainstream news narrative. We're talking now like Tucker Carlson and all the rest of them. Uh, food suppliers like Nestle, Unilever, Heinz, Procter & Gamble, Johnson & Johnson. Manufacturers like Philips, Siemens, Mercedes, BMW, VW, Renault, service providers like Google, Facebook, Twitter, all, all are owned by these corporations that are controlled by the banks. And again, this is the same thing that we called out years and years and years ago. We said, look, here's the deal. If every single corporation that was owned by the Rothschilds was labeled Rothschild this, Rothschild that, you'd all say, no way, we're not doing this. But they don't do that. They use front people like Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, and that allows them to maintain their anonymity so you don't go chase them down and string them up at the nearest gallows. But this group that runs the Trilateral Commission, the Council on Foreign Relations, which I've discussed in detail, it was started at the end of World War I when the League of Nations failed. They own the World Bank, the Bank for International Settlements, the International Monetary Fund, and they are the primary United States power brokers of the deep state. This is who they are. The deep state is the Rothschild banking cartel, period. You know, along with, you know, the bloodline families. Primarily it's the Rothschilds, though, because that's through all which all the money flows. And the problem with all of this stuff is they control and do whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it. And it says here, on the other hand, after the central banks have been eliminated, local physical gold and Currencies can be implemented globally in a people-controlled system that would replace all existing Rothschild central banking systems where necessary. After limiting all central banks, the too-big-to-fill banks will be dismantled and split into smaller local bank offices serving the people. So people are finally starting to wake up. The, the swamp, <laughs> the swamp is the Rothschild banking cartel. And again, the Rothschild banking cartel is the group of people that came in and uh, forced through Zionism, the state of Israel through the Balfour Declaration during World War One, to allow the Costa Nostra to have a non-extradition country, to allow basically Samuel Untermeyer to push the Schofield Bible and all the major Christian universities and seminaries around the world to push the idea that Israel has to be reformed as a state 
to push the idea that the third temple will be built, to push the idea that the Antichrist will come from the third temple, which is what it says in the book of Thessalonians. So none of this took God by surprise. He's omnipresent, and he warned us all this was going to happen in the Bible. The thing we have to do, guys, is we got to stay awake. we got to stay frosty. Uh, you know, yesterday I was in North Carolina. Today I'm back in Florida. And you say, well, what the heck? You're only in North Carolina for four days. Well, yeah, fuel shortage, guys. Yesterday I said I had not seen any of the fuel problems associated in South Carolina or North Carolina that we were having in the north part of North Carolina. Well, I was really wrong. And uh, that's why I always tell you guys, when I make a mistake like that, I come back and tell you the next day. We went to get fuel for the truck. Gas stations out, gas stations out, gas stations out, lines, nobody, no fuel, no this. One station had premium only. Diesel gone, diesel gone, diesel gone, diesel gone. Finally, I found one place, some little podunk station, which had ridiculously expensive diesel fuel, and I filled up the the Silverado, and and, and basically we're back in Florida. (laughs) I had enough of that. They said, why in the world did you leave? Well, number one, I lived through the Arab oil gas embargo which was, again, another Rothschild manipulation of the markets. And I decided I didn't want to do that again and not be home. I want to be with Austin. I want to be with my grandkids. I want to be where my supplies are. You guys can read between the lines on that. And I want to make sure that we have a group of people together, which we do, that are going to all work together in the event of a systemic global collapse. So I thought, you know what? I don't want to be in a situation where I can't even drive to the grocery store because I have no fuel. So that's probably not going to happen. They're manually opening up the pipeline like I told you they could do yesterday and bypassing the electronic controls. But then again, you have another problem with that too, can't you? If the pipeline is manually opened and someone decides to do something to try to sabotage the pipeline, they can't shut down the flow of fuel going through it electronically. They're going to have to manually close it off again. We are seeing a major problem here right now in the United States with fuel shortages. Well, of course, you know, Biden, the Rothschild clown who's doing this on purpose, has only been an officer for about four months now. And, of course, we see fuel prices going through the roof. And now the governor of Michigan wants to close down an additional pipeline. It's all part of the plan of the Rothschild International Kabbalist Cartel Zionist New World Order. Now, might as well call it what it is to take down the planet create rule out of Tel Aviv through the Noahide laws through the Israeli Supreme Court. You think, well, that sounds odd. <laughs> Just, yeah, it does, doesn't it? It sounds pretty awful, actually. Uh, but, you know, you can't – once you start digging into this <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Once you start digging into it and you start seeing what these guys believe and what they do – I mean, these guys worship a snake in a tree, top guys here. I mean, you know, you think, well, they don't really worship a snake in a tree – uh, yeah, they actually do worship a snake in a tree, and, and that's the problem that we have is that when you have a group of people who worship a snake in a tree, you basically have to start thinking they're all nuts. Well, it's not that they're nuts. It's just they have no empathy and they have no sympathy and they have no remorse for anything they do. I mean these clowns have been spraying us with chemtrails and all kinds of nano dust for 20, 30 years just, just to see what it would do to us. Austin talked yesterday about how so many people out there don't even realize the experiments that our own government, Rothschild controls since 1913, has done to the American population. <laughs> Excuse me. Let me give you a couple of points here. Our political system is hopelessly corrupt. Virtually all politicians at the highest levels are corrupt. No political party at this point can be trusted. They've all been pretty much bought by the same banking cartel. 
democracy of the United States as far as voting is a sham. They've been hacking into the election machines for a long, long, long time. And unless you have very strict voter laws in place like we're doing in Florida right now, you can't even be assured of a proper local, national, or countywide election. Number three, the system will stop at nothing to hold on to its power, and if possible, it will increase its levels of control and exploitation. It has no scruples. It has no values. No lie is too outrageous. No hypocrisy is too nauseating, and no human sacrifice is too great. That's really important you understand that because they don't consider us to be humans. No so-called radical movements are nothing more or nothing for the sort. Whatever they, direction they claim to attack the system, they're just pretending to do so. Again, like as Otto Kahn said, they control both sides of the narrative. This is why I get so fed up yesterday. I had somebody give me a book to read. And she's a great lady. She's a patriot. She says, read this book. Read this book. He's got a big show you know, on Fox, blah, 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 blah. And I read the book. It was all mainstream narrative. Pro-Trump, pro-Trump, pro-Q, pro-Trump, pro-Q. It was nauseating. I read it. I read the book. read it yesterday afternoon. And I thought to myself, this is ludicrous. And I told her, I said, 80% of the book is real. 20% is fake. They were talking about the Civil War and what a great patriot Abraham Lincoln was. And I pointed this out to her. I said, here, look, this is the problem. And then, of course, they dragged the Nazis back into the book, and everything's always the Nazis' fault. And <laughs> just you can't even make it up anymore because they're always pointing the finger. Benjamin Netanyahu now, they're having some you know, Arabs bombing some Israeli neighborhoods, and they said it's Kristallnacht all over again, which is when the Germans came in and, and burned the Jewish businesses. And now he's basically dragging the Nazis back up and making it Kristallnacht. I mean, you can't, you can't, it's unbelievable. It's, it's like they've got that narrative so entwined in our brain as far as the Nazis and Hitler and all the rest that every time they need a boogeyman, they drag, they drag a dead Nazi up and basically dust them off and stick them up in front of everybody. Number six, most people in our society are cowards. God, I hate to say that one, but it's true. They will jettison all the fine values and principles which they've been loudly boasting about all of their lives merely to avoid the slightest chance of public criticism inconvenience or even minor financial loss this goes right back to the people wearing masks who refuse to take the masks off getting vaccines that they know they're unbelievably toxic because they're going along with the crowd number seven the mainstream rothschild controlled media is nothing but a propaganda machine for the system and these journalists work for the work for and have sold their very souls placing often their minimal writing skills entirely at the disposition of power that's through Operation Mockingbird, isn't it? That's the CIA, which is controlled again by the Mossad. Uh, number eight, police are not servants of the public, but servants of a powerful and extremely wealthy minority which seeks to control and exploit the public for its own narrow and greedy interests. That's true in almost every democratically controlled city. That is not true in my county here in Polk County. Uh, Sheriff Grady Judd is absolutely wonderful. Our sheriffs in our, our county are great. Number nine, scientists, scientists cannot be trusted. They will use the hypnotic power of their white coats and their authoritative status for the benefit of whoever funds their work and lifestyle. Who pays the piper calls the tune. Wow. And number 10, progress is a misleading illusion. The progress of increasing automation and industrialization does not go hand in hand with the progress in the quality of human life, but would in fact progressively reduce it to the point of extinction. This is an article that was posted by the Burning Platform. It says, 10 things we've learned during the COVID coup. And I'm going to post this so you guys can read it. Wow, what a good article. Austin, what do you think, bud? What's your next story? You're, you're absolutely right on a lot of that. And as, as sad as it is to me, 
you know, definitely not everybody because there's there's a ton of patriots out there still, a ton of our listeners that are not by any means cowards. I know a lot of our listeners. I've met a lot of them. They're great people. Um, but yeah, I've I've seen this firsthand as a view. It's been embarrassing. It's been extremely embarrassing to go places and see grown men, I mean full-size grown men with a giant mask strapped on their face while they go do something because that's just what they do now. Nobody wants to have any resemblance of conflict whatsoever, even if it means subjecting yourself, increasing your basically CO2, decreasing your body's immune system to fight off pathogens, and reducing your oxygen uptake. But that's okay. We'll do it because I don't want to have any conflict. Unreal. Also, too, it's something that I want to bring up. I was going through my archives, right, my articles. I archive a lot of my articles. And two and a half weeks ago, there was an article that was posted by CNN. Okay, so follow me real quick here. Now, we didn't really see anything two and a half weeks ago with fuel shortages. We knew there's been supply line disruptions sometimes because of you know drivers and so forth. But for the most part, we didn't really see any issues. Well, as we know, a lot of times these guys that run the media, that run the banks, they like to tell you what they're going to do. Now, this article is not from yesterday. It's not from today. It's from April 27th, April 27th, over two weeks ago. And it titled, this is the title, Coming This Summer, Gas Stations Running Out of Gas. This is aged very strangely. Millions of people stuck at home for more than a year expected to hit the road for much-needed post-pandemic vacation this summer. Good luck finding gas. Not that there's a looming shortage of crude oil. Rather, it's the tanker truck drivers needed to deliver the gas to stations who are in short supply. According to the National Tank Truck Carrier, between 25 to 20% of tank trucks in the fleet are parked one of the individuals, Ryan Strabo, executive vice president of NTTC, said, we've been dealing with driver shortages for a while now, and the pandemic, t- pandemic took that issue and metastasized it. He said not just any truck driver is allowed to drive a tanker truck. It requires special certification, including commercial driver's license, and weeks of training before being hired. And then on top of that, you have the fact that people now have found you can pretty much just stay at home and make thirty, forty thousand dollars a year right now. Because all you have to do is claim, hey, I'm scared for my safety and my health by going to work due to COVID. It's COVID related. Oh, okay, that's fine. Uh, fill this out. We'll cut you a check every week. There's now eight million job openings in the United States now. Eight million job openings in the United States right now. I'm gonna repeat that. Eight million job openings. We've never seen anything like this before where so many jobs are available. Businesses are begging to bring people in and even offering people incentives, bonuses, higher pay just to get additional workers in. And people go, nah, eh. I was reading an article yesterday, and it was from a real estate uh, brokerage firm. And it's, it was down here in Florida. And he was trying to get somebody basically to answer phones in his office, just basically like a receptionist. And he was starting out at $15 an hour. He said, you know what? $15 an hour. I'm trying to keep it, you know, simple with this. 
started out at $15 an hour. It's, this is a basic job. You answer the phones, basically take, take notes, you know, take, you know, messages. And he constantly kept getting all of these responses to people who were going, well, I'm interested in the job, but I'm, I can't do it for that little pay. I need to basically get more money. One guy said, yeah, I'll do it, but I need to make at least $25 an hour. Okay, not. He screenshot it. $25 an hour <laughs> to answer phones? And then he said the crazy part about it is he said what people don't realize when you're an employer, when you actually match the Social Security and the Medicaid and all that, he said, I'm going to be paying this guy like over $32 an hour to answer the phones. And what was interesting in the article wasn't just the story. What was disturbing to me is how many comments in the comment section of the article were absolutely blasting him. Saying, if you're not going to pay somebody a livable wage, don't expect to get anybody to work. And a few people chimed in and said, this is a base level entry position with pretty much no skill set needed. It can be learned in a few simple hours. An 18-year-old out of high school off the street can operate a phone system and take messages. This is not a experienced job skill set where you have to have years of experience in schooling or tech degree to understand how to do this. So no, you're not worth more to the marketplace than $15 an hour to answer phones. The problem is now they've incited this socialist mentality now where people think, hey, I don't have any background. I have no degree. I have no skill set. I have no business actually being able to do any type of advanced skill. But I think I'm worth $40,000 a year simply because I can answer a phone and take a message. This whole entire premise of COVID last year worked to do exactly that. It's advanced the socialist mindset. Now you have the lower skilled employees and the people that are generally making twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a year at jobs now saying, I don't want to work. I sit at home and eat Doritos and watch soap operas all day and make $40,000 a year. <laughs> Why in the world am I going to get off the couch to go do that? The same thing we've seen with the truckers. Now we're seeing that the truckers don't want to go drive either because they can basically make more money staying at home in some cases. Not all of them. There's a lot of them. They're still working really hard. But isn't it odd that CNN dropped an article two and a half weeks ago titled, Coming This Summer, Gas Stations Running Out of Gas. Then all of a sudden, we have this cyber attack by now they're saying a Soviet Union-era country that hacked it. And Russia said, we had nothing to do with this. Shut up. Don't even accuse us of this. This complete and total joke. Now, ironically enough, at the exact same time this is happening, exact same time, you now have Governor Gretchen Whitmore has now told Enbridge, a Canadian energy company, that they have to shut down their oil and gas pipeline by May 12th. They said that the country, even though we're facing gas shortages, Whitmore claims it's completely invalid right now because the state of Michigan is arguing with the pipeline, saying that one of the pipes may burst. Well, I, I don't know if that's accurate or not. This is what they're claiming, though. They said the company has for 67 years moved oil and gas from western Canada through Michigan and the Great Lakes to refineries in the province of Ontario. And Michigan is arguing now that Line 5 is too risky to continue operating. Whitmore announced her plan to revoke the easement granted to image, which allows the Pipeline 5 to cross through the Strait of Mackinac. Whitmore said by May 12th is the deadline to shut 
down the pipeline for good. Now, whether or not this is something that's legitimately environmental disaster waiting to happen, I don't know. But it sure reeks to me that the deadline that Whitmore is telling them to shut this pipeline down is happening right now. Does anybody else find that even remotely, remotely coincidental? The Canada's natural resource minister stated the continuation of the pipeline is non-negotiable. He warned that the shutdown would cause thousands of job losses, require 800 tanker rail cars and 2,000 semi-trucks each day to move that amount of oil that's transferring right now. And basically said that this isn't something we can do, especially in the midst of what's happening. So you have Canada or you have CNN three weeks ago tell us that we're going to have a gas station running out of gas in the coming future. You now have a cyber attack that shut down one of the largest pipelines in the entire country, literally stopping gas all over the country as far as the East Coast. And at the same time, you have Whitmore in Michigan saying this giant pipeline that runs through Michigan into Canada now has to be shut down. Something's brewing right now. And so I encourage everybody, stay prepped. Now, I don't mean you need to go out and you need to be a hoarder. I've seen some photos and stuff that I find absolutely unacceptable. I saw a photo of this couple, like an older couple, in an older SUV, and they literally have their entire back of their SUV filled up with five-gallon fuel fuel tanks. They're filling up probably 10 to 15 jugs. Absolutely. I mean, just hoarding fuel. And you could tell they weren't they, – they didn't have a – look like they had any type of significant business or lawn care company. Heck, they pulled up in an SUV. That kind of stuff is nonsense right now because people that actually have to get to work and need jobs and you're continuing to go to work, they need to be able to get fuel. But uh, by all means, I'm not telling you don't fill up your truck. I always recommend – I've told you that guys that for years. I always keep your vehicle on full. I try to treat my vehicle like half a tank is empty. By the time I'm getting a half a tank, that's time for me to fill up. That's like it for me all the time, regardless if there's a shortage or not. Because if you have an emergency and you need to get out of town or you've got to get somewhere, you don't want to be in that position where you jump in the truck and go, oh, man, I'm on empty. Oh, wait, there's no fuel. Oh, that's right. Every gas station's empty. Now I don't have any gas. Now I can't go anywhere. Now I can't get in the emergency room or save a family member or help somebody out. No, that's unacceptable as well. So, again, everything that's happening right now, be aware because what's going to happen next, and I've already warned everybody about this, prices of everything are going to skyrocket. If it touches a semi-truck for transport, it's going to get more expensive in the coming weeks. Fuel, the regulator, the speculators, they're already having a field day with this right now with futures. They're already starting to run it up. This gas station pumps are already starting to run up the prices on it. They're going to run it up. There's The price gouging is inevitable right now. So understand what's happening. Food, transport, packages, UPS, Everything that touches diesel, fuel, or gasoline is going to start going up in price on top of everything else that's happening right now. So I encourage everybody, make sure you have the proper preps, whether it's food buckets, whether it's beans and rice, whether it's your supplementation, whether it's guns and ammo. Whatever you need, you know what you best need to keep you running. Make sure you're on top of your game right now because this isn't coincidental since the bumbling buffoon has gotten office. All these things have started to occur all across the board. Now, remember I told you guys last week, Homeland Security was now contracting third-party investigators to go in to people's social media accounts and basically pretend that they are other people 
and do research and surveillance on individuals because that was outside the scope of what Homeland Security could do. So they went in and they started working with nonprofits, private companies, and social media third-party companies. Yeah, by the way, now Homeland Security has now discussed, now that they've got that in place, they are launching a new warning system to detect domestic terrorist threats by gathering and analyzing intelligence on public social media and private social media posts to make predictions on future actions. DHS is using human data analysis, not computer algorithms, to analyze public social media and private social media posts. They said we're looking at the posters and looking at what is posted. We're looking at what narratives are resonating and spreading across platforms. From there, we're able to determine out the potential targets. What? So now they have nothing better to do. I'm not worried about BLM burning down cities. No, no, no. no. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about Antifa in Portland walking down the street with AK-47s pointing guns at law-abiding citizens who are trying to travel freely unmolested on their way and attacking them when they try to get out. We're not. No, no, no. no that, we're not worried about Antifa and their AK-47s. We already paid for them. That's their job. No, we got to make sure we find out. Who are the pesky patriots who continue to talk about election fraud? Because that has to be snuffed out. They said the agency was consulting with non-private or private, non-profit, and social media companies. The internal government reviews have repeatedly, though, raised concerns, including outside agencies, about the usefulness of wide-range collection of social media information. But agencies keep barreling forward, assuming the benefits must outweigh the cost. One individual said, basically, people say inflammatory stuff on social media all the time. That's an empirical matter. A speech is invalid or reliable predictor of violent conduct. This is nothing more than a witch hunt to try to find anybody they can to deem as a terrorist. And that's exactly what they are doing right now. There is no legitimate purpose. Obviously, Homeland Security has way too much time on their hands and way too big of a budget that this is what they are doing now. They're not worried about any of these other groups operating. They want to see what the patriot groups are saying in posts and memes and group chats and basically threads and forums. That is what this is all about so they can go in and further launch investigations. They already showed us what they did after after January 6th and how they harassed, intimidated, and violated the constitutional rights of thousands of Americans by surveilling them, by intimidating them, by spying on them, simply for being at a protest at the Capitol. That's why I've continued to tell everybody, be very, very careful what you say in open platforms and what you post on social media. I mean that sincerely. I'm not saying self-censor. I'm not saying don't bring up topics. I'm not talking about speaking the truth. What I'm saying is be very careful about posting joke memes or inflammatory comments or making comments or any type of threats. That's a no-go. You already have seen now in numerous states across the country the inception of red flag gun laws. I've talked about them for years. I'm not going to reiterate them any further. But we've already seen in numerous cases, even down here in Florida alone, where individuals have been investigated and in some cases had their guns stripped from them for simply posting memes and comments on social media. Now, some of those memes and comments, I have seen them. Some of them have been completely out of line. Some of them have been extremely aggressive. However, 
is that really where we're going to start taking this now? We're going to start having the internet Gestapo with the Homeland Security. You're going to get a knock on your door because you post a meme about a stolen election. Uh, sir, we need to discuss this topic with you. You posted a meme about the election being stolen. We need to know what you mean by that, and are you planning to do anything about it? Yeah, dude, that was a joke. I thought it was funny. This whole thing's a complete circus clown act. You're a joke. Y'all are all a joke. Um, sir, we don't like that inflammatory statement, so we're going to have to put you on a watch list. You're not going to be able to fly for the next 12 months, and we're going to have to monitor everything you do on social media now. So if you post anything, again, we'll be back over here to talk to you. Just remember that. That's where this is headed, guys. Total self-censorship because people are going to be so scared of reprisal. Continue to get the truth out there and continue to communicate with one another the best you can and get the news and the real truth out there of what's really going on, Dad. What do you think? Well, I think they're going to take it one more notch, Austin. I think they're going to arrest people for hate speech. That's where this is going. I mean, it's a complete loss of our First Amendment rights as far as freedom of speech. Uh, They're going to come to you and they're going to say – uh, Mr. Jones, you basically have said something that's considered hate speech, and we're going to arrest you and charge you under this new law. You know, if you watch the movie Atlas Shrugged or read the books, now I'm not a big fan of the author of Atlas Shrugged because she was a hardcore Kabbalist. Just thought I'd mention that, and Rand, and she was also just a weirdo. But she really wrote a lot in that book, kind of telling you what they're planning on doing. And all they've got to do is pass another statute, pass another law, and make everybody criminals. If you say that Israel is mean to the Palestinians, uh, you basically are a hate speech against Israel. Okay, well, didn't they just pass under Donald Trump that you couldn't have hate speech against Israel on college campuses? Oh, that's right. I forgot, though. That's right. Um, Yeah, Jared Kushner was a hardcore Kabbalist, and so was Ivanka with her red string around her wrist and and, and Trump's number one award he ever got was the Kabbalist Tree of Life Award. And so he's a hardcore Zionist. So that's right. He did, he did move the embassy, the United States embassy to Jerusalem. Oh, that's right. He did give away a whole bunch of the Golan Heights to Israel, though he had no right to give away anything because it's not his land to give away. It belongs to the Palestinians. Oh, that's right. He was a great friend of Israel, but they still hated him in the event that he made it do everything he wanted to do or should have done, I guess, with Iran. I don't know. Now, that was a little bit of a, ramble for a second but i'm just trying to think through this i mean think through all of this what a mess you got hillary clinton she's a witch you got vodka trump she's a witch you've got you know all the you've got Katy perry she's a witch you got madonna she's a witch <laughs> the whole planet's being taken over by witches you think well, well that's about right that's the way it was back with ahab and with jezebel and all the rest of the witches and all of the sorceresses and the sorcerers, you think, well, this is crazy. Well, that's, again, like I told you before, this is how they see things. In fact, if you look at what's going on with this satanic mafia that runs Hollywood, you begin to realize who these guys are. You know, if you start talking to people like Eli Roth, R-O-T-H, you'll hear all kinds of incredible and bizarre things. And his basically, he said his quote was he wanted to, F, I'm not going to use the word, up an entire generation through movies. Uh, you know, Roth and his brethren have been in business for years, so they know the drill, and they continue to destroy the morals of the audience and basically give, allow them to prey on their lusts and their appetites. You know, and, and this, this is who he is. And, and the reason they do this, because they want to break it down and weaken the dominant culture in America, which is Christianity by moral subversion 
I mean, this is actually a quote by a guy by the name of Abrams. They basically is for the result of an atavistic hatred of Christian authority, and they are trying to weaken the dominant culture in America by moral perversion. Uh, another, basically, um, <laughs> they want to glorify obscenity. I'm not going to read you this article. It gets too, it gets too, just gets too graphic in the article talking about what they do. And, and the sad part about this is, is that you know we as Christians have sat back on our laurels now because of the Schofield Bible given to us by Samuel Untermeyer and and Cyrus Schofield, and have sat back and just waited to be raptured, and we've allowed this subversion of our authority to completely destroy the United States by just filth and degradation to the Frankfurt School. And we talk about that all the time, which why I don't know why people just seem to want to forget about that. But that's where this is going. This is where it's going. The whole thing is about Christianity. This is why, Austin, they'll come in and they'll knock on your door. They're going to knock on your door if you're white and if you're a Christian. Just thought I'd mention that. And if you're a black patriot, you may get a visit too. Or if you're a Hispanic patriot, you may get a visit too, especially if you're a black Christian patriot or or a hispanic christian patriot you may get a visit too if you start posting stuff online and what they'll do is they'll do the same thing the gestapo and the ss did they'll haul off a few people here and there in your neighborhood and everybody'll start talking and whispering behind the quarters oh look what they've done so and so's gone his house has been bulldozed oh my gosh he's going to prison the rest of his life oh my gosh they took him in front of a firing squad and all of course the rumors start spreading of what happened to him and again it's the rule by fear it's rule by intimidation it's not rule see and a democracy, we're not a democracy. I guess I'm fed up with that. We're a republic. In a republic, we have specific given rights, and we have a right to free speech. We have a, a right to basically representation. We have a right to a jury by our peers. We can't just be taken out back. If 51% of the people in a democracy decide to hang the other 49% of the people, they can hang them in a democracy. Just hang them. You know, it's, it's, it's mob rules, what it is, and that's what we have going on in the United States right now. We've got, like Austin said, we've got people walking around in Portland with machine guns. We've got people walking, you know, walking around the United States, you know, starting riots, beating people up. It's just mob rule, but yet they're never held accountable. Almost all of the Antifa people that were arrested for all of the riots all over the country and were never charged. They were all let go because it's mob rule. This is all in these democratic cities because they don't want to go after them because they don't want the blowback. From the quote unquote other communists in the area or the Satanists or whatever you want to call them or this group in Hollywood that's caused so much moral degradation in the United States. That's why I tell you guys, don't go see filthy movies. Just walk out. I've, I've told you so many times over the years. I've gone to a movie, just walked out because the language was too bad. And don't go to those doggone horror movies. Just stay away from them. They plant all kinds of stuff in your mind. You don't need to see that stuff. We know it's real. We're Christians. We're told that it's real. Stay away from it. But guys, just remember, Jesus Christ is the answer today. He was the answer 2,000 years ago. He'll be the answer 2,000 years from now if we're still here. He's always going to be the answer because he's the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith. God saw the timeline, knew he had to insert Christ right there on that spot because we needed a kinsman redeemer. We needed a second Adam. We needed to have someone who had come in and basically sacrificed himself for our sins through a blood covenant that would be created with God Almighty through the blood of Jesus. If we didn't have that, we'd be just like the rest of these people. We'd be lost. And always remember that. It's because of Jesus we have hope and we have faith in the great I am because he's the one that created you. And God sent Jesus to deliver you from the evil one. That's why he prayed that prayer, deliver us from the evil one in the Lord's prayer. 
Always remember that. It's through Christ that we have hope. It's through Jesus that we have hope. Guys, I love you. I appreciate you. Remember, this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice and I will be glad at it. Had the opportunity, the privilege to pray for you again today. You guys are awesome. Finish it up, Austin, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. And continue, my friends, to get the truth out there. Appreciate the support. Thank you for supporting healthmasters.com. And also continue to support a lot of your local businesses and local companies. I continue to talk about that as far as local small businesses. That's really important. Also, too, in other news right now, apparently there's no level of which they're trying to completely and totally pervert the young generation. However, we now have 44 state attorney generals are urging Facebook not to follow through with a company's plan to develop a version aimed at children under the uh, a version of Instagram under the age of 13. So right now, Instagram, you're technically not allowed to get an Instagram if you're under 13. They ask you your age and verification and stuff like that. It's blocked. They now are wanting to do a child Instagram under 13. Now, Facebook has historically failed to protect the welfare of children on all of its platforms from sexual predators. We've seen that repeatedly. Facebook is a dark, dark hole for a lot of these people to go on there and try to go on and entice these children and come up with fake accounts. All of them. They're all horrible as far as with this, with the child trafficking of pedophilia. It's just it's horrible. Now they want to bring out a child Instagram. First off, kids under 13 don't even need a cell phone. Let's clarify that. This whole concept now that you have to have a cell phone in order to be popular is a complete and total lie put forward by the tech company to not only sell as much tech product as they can to get as many tracking devices in everybody's hands as possible and to distort and pervert the younger generation as much as possible. The young mind was never designed to be exposed to social media. I've talked about this repeatedly in detail, so I don't have that much time on the show, but you can look up the research on what social engineering does to young children with the dopamine trigger, with the constant reinforcement. They built Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram and a lot of these off the similar platforms that they use off slot machines with the reward system on slot machines with the stars and the thumbs and the likes and all these things that constantly give everybody these dopamine triggers. Now, if you're a grown adult and you have a social media platform and you're using it for a business and you're getting information and you're getting truth and news out there, it's really quite negligible as long as you don't allow yourself to be have become a problem. The problem is 10, 11-year-old kids, they have no discretion. They have no self-control. This is why you see kids that will literally be full-blown idiots. They'll sit on their YouTubes or sit on their social media iPads at dinner and drool on themselves the entire time and not look up at all while they're out in public. It's embarrassing, absolute embarrassing when I see parents do this. Kids giving their three, four, five-year-old kids iPads to sit on at home. Like there's nothing else you could possibly do. And let's sit on the iPad and turn into a idiot. No. No, 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 no. The electronic impact that this is having on this younger generation is horrific, to say the least. There's no reason there needs to be social media platforms, period, for anybody under the age of 16, much less 13, much less 
single digits. And on top of that, kids don't need electronics like this at all under any circumstances, especially in the single-digit age. If you need to have a phone for your child for contact safety reasons, then go buy them one of the Boost Mobile or Cricket phones at you know basically the store where you can go on there and load up 100 or 500 minutes or 1,000 minutes or whatever, and it's restricted Internet access. They don't need to be having unfettered open Internet access on their phone at their fingertips anytime they want. It's not healthy. You guys already know why. So again, I encourage everybody, keep raising little Americans, continue to protect our younger generation because they are the last that we're going to have that are going to be Americans. That's it. Everything past this is downhill, as you can see what they're trying to do. Everything they're trying to set up for the future is all about removing national American identity. So thank you again for the support. Thank you for raising little Americans and continue to get the truth out there. Be sure to check out, we have the Magnesium Brain Food on Super Sale right now on the front page of the website. Just got a brand new batch of it in on the front page. Be sure to check it out. Magnesium Brain Food, one of our top selling products, amazing product, on the website, healthmasters.com. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.